Ramble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Wow, it's a new year of the tripod. You got your try, guys. Back, we make YouTube videos. You know that. You probably found us through them. Uh, but we are here talking about everything that's going on this new year. Our resolutions, things going on in the world, movies we liked and didn't like. You get it. It's that kind of thing. It has been a wonderful uh, like personal new year for me so far. I've been able to keep up staying healthy uh, from you know for six days. That's right. <laughs> And something new that I'm doing right now, everybody, is trying out different types of heartburn medication. Wow. Discuss. I, I <laughs> didn't realize that was something that you were suffering from. Well, it came about when I was eating less healthy during the holidays. Heartburn. And it wasn't just heartburn. I have this thing going on. It feels like I dry swallowed a pill. And it's just there. You know what I learned this holiday mm, is yeah. that it's possible for when you dry swallow a pill for it to get stuck and then you get like an ulcer in your throat and it burns away a hole oh in your gosh. throat. So you may have a pill stuck new in New year, new hole in your throat. <laughs> well, I think it's just I ate too many garbage foods. Are ulcers holes? I don't actually know what they are. Yeah, yeah they're kind of that, like holes. I mean, in its extreme degree, that's what it is. But I think yeah. I actually have some sort of like minor ulcer in my throat, and that's just what I've been dealing with for the last <laughs> month, so, and it's terrible. That makes me think of one time, so my dad's a doctor. I don't know if you guys knew that, yeah. but uh, one time when I was in high school, I shadowed him at the hospital, just, you know, a you day see, visiting your dad's shattered. work. I also I heard shattered. shatter. I was like, oh my God, man. I shattered him. I shattered I played him in, in touch football and I shattered that bitch. <laughs> but one thing that he showed me that we saw was uh, like a surgery. I got to watch a surgery. And the surgery that they were doing was something to control extreme heartburn. So imagine that your heartburn is so bad, medication's not working. What they can do is actually take a little bit of your esophagus near where it hits your stomach. Uh, now, your esophagus maybe is like too wide, and that's the that's what's happening, why there's like stomach acid uh -huh. getting back up into your esophagus. What they'll do is they'll take your esophagus, they'll stretch out a little fold of skin, and then they'll fold it back over in on itself to like tighten, <laughs> tighten your esophagus and make it smaller. Are we getting older? Is this why we're talking about heartburn on the podcast? I, you know, <laughs> I'm sure like that it? all our young people are. But you know what? College kids get a heartburn. That's oh, when you start you. getting it. Everybody yeah. gets heartburn. Well, I also think it's um, genetic for some people. And I have always realized, like, in this last, like, year or so of getting heartburn more, that my mom always had Tums and, like, uh, what's the kind that dissolves in water? The uh, Water dissolved Tums. Alka. Alka-Seltzer. Alka she always had both of those things. Uh, yeah. I take Pepsi AC and I take Tums and uh, I went to the doctor and oh, he did. we did this cool thing. We did this thing to see if there was weird microbes in my stomach. So I drank I, this sour juice yes. and then I breathed into a bag yes. and they sent my breath to a lab yes. and no, my stomach <laughs> is normal. Wow. I had to do that once. It's weird. It's associated actually more with uh, Asians because uh, something in their food, like typically their stomachs will have it. If they have like a, a acid reflux problem, but it's not like a, not a solution for, for white people. 
Hmm. You mean the having heartburn? Ha- no, having this certain uh, bacterial some type of bacteria in their stomach that can be fixed. I guess it actually maybe is something that could be uh, more more prone to Asians or maybe from Asian food or something. It's like weird that. how so many Asian things are so prone to stuff genetically. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've saying? ever had heartburn. You've never had heartburn? I don't think I've ever had heartburn. Oh, it's unpleasant. the closest I felt to it is throwing up. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. But I don't. I don't think I've ever actually been like, oh, I have pain here because of. Something eating too much. Yeah, I've never had that. It's not from eating too much. It's from eating the wrong things. It's oh, eating really? like really no. acidic foods. Or it's like, have you ever taken a multivitamin on an empty stomach and your stomach gets a little jumbly? No. You've never done it or you've never No, I've done it, but I've never experienced the jumbleness. Mm-hmm. Man, Eugene, yeah. you don't get hangovers. You don't get heartburn. Well, These are two things that everyone should get. Well, so, everyone gets different things, it. right? I can't recommend it enough. If you've never had the heartburn, <laughs> oh, you can, everyone you should try it. You gotta it. try it. I like it because it gives me empathy <laughs> with yeah, let's, others. Let's talk about how each of our bodies are slowly decaying. Uh-huh. So I oh, think for I, me... Are oh, you want to play this yeah. game, bro? You want to do this? New year old Zach me. wins. Zach wins. <laughs> New year old um, me. I, I think I've noticed that I definitely have... Um, uh, more of a hearing problem than other people because of the way I've listened to music my whole life. Oh, no. And I think this is probably universal for most people in entertainment because my family um, likes to watch watch things super low volume. Like my dad, my sisters are just, and anytime I- Dude, I'm taking my jacket off. So, think, yeah, so I think a lot of kids can relate to this, but I do, I do worry, I'm like, I, it's funny because I, it's so antithetical to what's actually happening because I'll turn to them and say like, God, your hearing must be terrible. It's my instinct because I'm like, why are you listening to us? And they go, no, your hearing's terrible because you want to pump it up to say the bar on the sound is like one to a hundred. I always need 50 or higher. That's oh, like my thing. Oh, 70 They want to listen to it like 10 to 20. Also, there's some TVs like my TV in my living room at like the low volume is six and the loud volume is 11, but it goes <laughs> to like 50, but 11 is like loud. But I think I've always been someone who I pump music loud in my car. When I watch movies, I want it to be blasting me. It's so, a cinematic experience. A lot of people hate it. Well, I surrounded yeah. by the sound. A lot of people don't like it. Ever since we had a baby, the volume on the TV has been a topic of extreme debate. <laughs> <laughs> This is a universal issue. Yes. And it's gotten to the point where Ariel wants to watch everything with subtitles. And I'm like, first of all, don't get me wrong. Subtitles are fine. I love me some foreign films. But if we watch it on everything, then I do nothing but read my movie. miss the action. I can't look at it and appreciate it. I just read the entire thing. And I'm like, can we turn a little bit louder? And Ariel's worried about the baby. And I'm like, he's not a... He's like a toddler now. He sleeps... Fine, and mm. also he'll sleep through. Like, if you don't get him used to it now, exactly. he'll never. You gotta exactly. start we got him. A loud sound machine in his room. I mean, it's just like <laughs> blasting snowy noise, white noise everywhere. It drives me nuts. But I had a realization the other day mm. that Errol usually sits on a part of the couch that's kind of hidden by a wall, and I usually sit on a part of the couch that's more open to the hallway. And when our heat goes on, there's a lot of noise coming from the hallway. And I realize she's sitting in the little sound enclave. Uh. Whereas I have all of the white noise of our house doing its HVAC things. And we switched places and it got a lot better. But Mm. 13 (laughs) is our magic number that makes everyone Mm. happy. 13 out of what? I don't know. Probably 100. 6,000. I, I, but it's like, it's Keith's (laughs) thing where it's like 13 is pretty loud. Yeah. Uh huh. 15 would be like, please turn it down. 
<laughs> Please. So we agree that we're all probably losing our hearing. In oh, this yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all totally losing our hearing. Yeah. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat right in front of like trombones. I'm at yeah. the point. I'm at the point now. I go to a lot of concerts. I've gone to concerts my entire life. And that's part of my, my hearing loss. And I now I'm like, oh, I should be wearing earplugs when I go to yeah. concerts. But I don't want to be that fucking narc in the corner. You know I'm what? Like, who's that cop standing over there nodding his head with little orange nub sticking in his ear? You know where else they offer that is um, workout classes. Oh, I do that. So some people wear the earplugs in workout classes. Really? I have no shame. I can't I do go, that. I have to like hear the music. No, no, no. Soul. When I go to those places where they are screaming at me, blast the music. Like, Can you a little bit? You know, I mean, just sitting next to Zach uh, is pretty Wait, tough. I thought you hearing. only go to yoga. No, no, no. I've been doing some rowing classes. I'm, I'm seeing stars from that. Yeah, screaming. that was a lot. Oh, you're talking about that's like big. lit method? Lit method. So I that's do. like a rowing circuit class. Wait, it's called lit method? Yeah, yes. bro. I get lit. LA, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> but I can't stand it. And it screamed and it hurts my ear and takes me out of it. So I started putting earplugs. I've got no shame there. And you know what? Maybe I need to be that shameless from the rest of my life. Thanks, Eugene, for that piece of advice. That'll go for miles. I, I, yeah, I, but we're definitely going to go. You get like uh, cool headphones or earplugs. I mean, like ones that have like a sweet design. You know, there are. Um, <laughs> there are like those noise diffusing headphone earplugs, right? That they they keep the quality of sound. They just lower the volume rather than uh, like. Are those you... the ones that you can also adjust the volume yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because there's like the foam earplugs you wear when you want to sleep on the plane and you want to block out most sound. The music. But it I muffles. Like That's that. not what you want. You guys but... remember when you were a teenager, you got like your first pair of headphones? Maybe with a CD player. It's like mm-hmm. you got a CD yeah. player with headphones. I wasn't excited about the headphones. I was excited about the CD player back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like the first time like hearing it loud through headphones, mm-hmm. it's like you can control your own volume. You can listen to the music that you like. And all of a sudden, that's probably when we lost our hearing. Because I remember just being very excited to listen to a little too loud CDs. What did you listen to? Uh, I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like Nirvana. How long, how long? <laughs> I yeah, love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Love that one. <laughs> uh, was, I think my mom would be like, turn it down. I'd be like, can't tell me what nah, to man, do. I think, I think it for a lot of us was the iPod. Right? I think that yeah. fucked us. Yeah. Because they're so, you know, you could just wear them. We used to wear them on like our R bands when we used to oh, work out. Never the that big cool. ones or on the, cool. the, the waist belt. <laughs> I didn't have one. Yeah. And I that's when you could like, the nano. fast forward super fast. You have like 500 songs on it. It would just be like, Britney, mm. Rihanna. Okay, everyone knows I'm gay, but <laughs> <laughs> better to work out too. And I was just like, gunk, 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 every workout. Anywhere I walked, I put my iPod on. Mm. I couldn't walk anywhere without having an iPod on. You know what I just realized about your potential hearing loss, Eugene? Every time we go out to karaoke, there's uh, in the front, there's the knobs. I'm not going to draw us into a long karaoke chat again. I know we get there a lot, but you always, as we're partying, you'll go up front and you'll turn it up louder and then when you're not looking i turn it down i want to hear the music <laughs> really pump I, up yeah. I use, it is pumped but it like gets to it we're in a tiny box and it gets deafening and we all scream when we sing and i so i just go and i just turn it down a couple notches yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I look after the family i'm only doing it when you're about to sing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> the least needed for me to be louder what'd you do over we 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 touched base right before break. Oh, I saw Ned in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was funny. we hung out in Dirty Doom. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we were in St. John's County. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a flip. One to the south. No. Yeah, it's funny being in someone's hometown, um, especially somewhere like Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. What did just... you like about it? I mean, you went to the beach. 
No, it was kind of rainy while we were there. It was a little rainy while yeah. we were there. Okay, okay. Florida. You know, you know Jacksonville has its rainy days. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like it was your favorite like, place ever, like, right? What was the best part about the rain? Um, <laughs> well, I guess the best part is finding out uh, my boyfriend's sister, who's pregnant, is going to have her baby at your dad's hospital. Oh. So that was kind of cool Connection. to connect that. Yeah. Big town, small world. <laughs> and my boyfriend's mom was immediately like, let me get your number. Just yeah. like, you know, just in case. Yeah, your boyfriend's mom need, like, and my a fast mom in. are like buds now. Yeah, because they friends. got that like. They exchange digits. They got that <gasps> Italian-American yeah. mom right, thing going. Right. They're both Italian-American. Yeah. Both talk about gourmet stuff. Mm -hmm, like wine. Like wine. Yeah. Panettone. Oh, Wes ate so much panettone. It's this Italian Christmas bread that's kind of sweeter with fruit in it. It's my favorite. But he was like nonstop, just wanted what it, he was like, Tony, Tony, can I have more Tony? He just kept saying Tony. <laughs> very and we would feed him bread. Is there a moment when you introduce him to your favorite things that you kind of hold your breath of like, oh, yeah, my absolutely. son of mine better love what oh, I, I love? I hope that he liked it for sure. Yeah. And then when he did, I was like, this my boy. I remember the first time that that moment happened was when Ariel was talking about how they gave West different things for breakfast and West really liked sausage. And I looked over it and yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. And now he's he's like a lot more, he can talk about stuff. So he'll actually point at the couch and say, Daddy, Bayball, which uh, actually is his word for football, because on Sundays we'll watch football together. It's kind of mm, like the one cute. time we break the, you know, no TV under three rule. <laughs> and now it's a fun thing that we do together. You know, so Unlike thinking about that, on today. what I think I tried to do actually was doing nothing. Mm, over vacation which nice. is very difficult oh. for me because i split so yeah i split it up well i split it up with <laughs> jacksonville with my boyfriend's family and then austin with my family my family's very different from other families so my dad doesn't spend half the day with us even when we're on vacation because he has to go golf then he goes to the gym then he does yoga every day <laughs> wow. he's gone until 2 p.m doesn't even matter if we're there does for he vacation does that by himself or he has like a he has group buddies he has like a group of korean guys in austin <laughs> nice. and then while by he's the way, doing though, that if that's the secret sauce it works. Yeah, he looks good. He's got a six pack. He's over seventy. But um, when, he looks better than me. Yeah, when me and my my sister who was there, we wake up and we're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And we go, "I guess we're gonna go work out and then also work on our computers." So we do that half of the vacation. Like that's every vacation for us. But then with my boyfriend's family, they were like. 10 a.m. pop open the wine sit around <laughs> eat cookies all day <laughs> like maybe go somewhere and walk around a little bit i was like what when we were scheduling our lunch we had to do it like at one rather than 12 because eugene said oh we're going to do a candy cane making class yeah this there's morning. this leisure stuff <laughs> that I was like, i'm I don't sorry know what that is. sorry we haven't heard anything about this <laughs> i'm sorry eugene is suddenly the more more domesticated than ned and ariel this <laughs> wasn't my decision this i was, know it wasn't my boyfriend's <laughs> sister scheduled this a candy cane making class yeah and then they brought their candy canes to lunch and they looked great yeah it was all right it was like <laughs> families there and then you know they show it you know how they make candy canes and no. candy no they melt the material down to like this temperature that's so hot that it's pliable and they basically like taffy it up a bit and then they uh swirl it up and then they cut it and then once it's cut it's like in a pliable form where you can shape it before it dries you do it with gloves so you don't burn your hands well so they did everything until the point where you shape it so it's kind of Ugh. It was kind of <laughs> shitty because you were watching them make it and they just hand you the chunk to shape. But it was very funny because we were there with like, I don't know, 
10 different families with kids and then everyone turned and started watching me because everyone's making their candy cane shapes and I'm making flowers, I'm making deer. <laughs> and then they started handing me their canes and saying, can you make my son a Mickey Mouse? And I said, yep, this is my life. You a clown? I'm yeah, the clown like man. A balloon clown. <laughs> Keith, if you could make one candy cane in shape, what would you make? Oh, it'd be a boner. Yeah, 100%. Of course. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the thing about, I love when life presents art opportunities to you because every single one, I choose boner. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with Becky last night about <laughs> what makes that image so hilarious. And it's just because it's so cartoonish. It looks like a balloon. Mm-hmm. The word boner, it just makes you smile. It's just so funny. Like, it's not like, you know, penis, you know, that's amateur. You know, dick, oh, gross. Uh, 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 cock, blech. How dare you say that? But boner. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh so much right, and, it, and it, it's funny to make any art uh, anything mm. any sort of artistic boner whether it's like ketchup on a plate yeah um we actually we were drawing on an ipad yesterday big boner <laughs> almost uploaded it to an art gallery but didn't ned got a new ipad and so the first thing that keith and i drew on it was a boner, a boner. <laughs> thank you, thank you and we much, went to go yeah. publish and we're like ah maybe we won't <laughs> What uh, what's that movie where Jonah Hill draws a bunch of dicks? Oh, super, super bad. bad, super, super bad. bad. Those are, that's a. What did you scene. think of the? Well, that scene was super bad. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was a little too graphic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was like amazing. There were such oh. inventive dicks. Guys, welcome to a movie chat that's 15 years late. We're gonna talk <laughs> about uh, super, super bad. bad. You must so have good. loved American Vandal on Netflix. Yes, that's so yeah. Good. The whole first oh, yeah. season <laughs> is just a joke about bo- drawing boners everywhere and desecrating styles. a school full of different styles yeah. of boners. Season two, criminally underrated. One of the Super good. It yeah. was also very good. That's just a great show. Great show. One of the one of the most underrated of the decade, I'd say. Speaking of movies and TV, uh, we have uh, discussed a lot of the preamble to the movie Cats, um, but uh, Cats finally came out, and most of you saw it. We know the oh, audience. No, did I don't know. That's a stretch. No. <laughs> Half of us. Saw it. Did only you two see it? You only did. Zach and I saw a it. A record-breaking okay. film. It's been number one at the box <clears throat> office seventeen weeks in a row. Okay, so bef- we know no. the audience doesn't love Cats, hearing about Cats, but we know they want to hear some. So we're going to do a segment called Five Minutes on the Clock for Cats. Uh, where we give Zach and Eugene and mm-hmm. others five minutes on the clock to discuss cats. And once that's it, that's it. <sighs> that's it. Look, we we were away on vacation, or we, we pre-recorded some of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So cats came out. Or Ned's starting the timer. I'm starting the timer. <laughs> and I will let you know that me and Keith will exclusively try and divert the conversation towards Star Wars. <laughs> that a is movie that I saw twice. And not the second. Instead segment. of calling Sing Cats once. Ready, set, go. Boom. Okay. Uh, so Cats came out when we were not filming this, so we want to just catch up on it. Cats, uh, if you you know by now, is one of the worst reviewed movies in history. <laughs> it is one of the biggest box office bombs in history, and let me tell you, it did not disappoint. Uh, Eugene and I bombed? put to yeah, it's a yeah. tremendous. I think bomb. it had lost like a Over ninety to hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, my God. yeah it's, it's a disaster. <laughs> I thought it would be the type of movie that was bad, but people would still go see it. No, um, that's those who decided to see. Only it. people like us. because oh. yeah. because from the beginning it it entered this uncanny valley. I don't need to retread history. You know why you didn't see yeah. it? It's crazy looking. Uh, what people have not understood is that I don't like the musical Cats. In fact, I'm sorry to say I think it's a very bad musical. You didn't even know what the musical was before you went. Not in. Not really. Yeah. Uh, but 
the common consensus for people who have seen the musical is that it's a bad musical. Yeah. It's one that is like, no one understands why it was so successful besides that it was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Alex yeah. Lewis loves it. I it's thought. like light speed skipping. There's <laughs> too much but, going on. Anyways. He has weird judgments. So there. for our screening, we got together a crew of 16 people. 16 people. Uh, a yeah. bunch of friends, <laughs> wide ranging. We had uh, uh, Ian from Smosh. We had old BuzzFeed friends. Chris Reinecker was Chris there. Chris Reinecker was there. Jared, Jared Popkin. Kelsey Dara, yeah. Kelsey Dara. We all met. We pre-gamed. We were ready. And what was awesome is that the entire screening, it was like people came out for the camp. We had different groups <laughs> of people who were all doing the same thing. It was like a 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting is that there's different groups of people who clearly um, eventually get on the same ship. One is people who go in thinking it's going to be okay, usually with kids, and then they leave 10 minutes into yeah. the movie. There was we actually two, two families, families that walked bounce. out of the theater. Whoa. And then there's the one person who thought they were seeing like dream girls because Jennifer Hudson's in it or they thought they were seeing something good. And so there was a woman behind me who was like, why is everyone laughing? Why is everyone laughing? No, and then by the, the end, she goes, why y'all laughing? They just cats. <laughs> but then by the end, she was she was also with her friend going, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is very bad. I get it. Yeah. My favorite was before the movie started, a woman sauntered in with her red wine and goes, who's ready to get Jellicle bitches? <laughs> <laughs> and it just set the tone for the screening. We I were think all it's, like, yes, yeah, this is Rocky Horror. I really yeah. truly believe that this is the next the room. They're going to be uh -huh. screaming yeah. for the next 20 years. There's going to be like cult lines where we all know where we scream and sing along. It's it's so bad on a different level of something you've never experienced that the it, you start to lose your mind yeah. halfway through the movie. And then you go insane. And then you transcend through the other side like a baby reborn. <laughs> and it the, the last 30 minutes get so fucking crazy like there's a point in the middle where you legitimately want to blow your brains out like yeah. you're just i need to leave this <laughs> it's bad but then you push through and you're like i kind of love this oh my god i really love this what the fuck is going on judy dench is revealing her crotch then staring into the camera they just killed jennifer hudson the movie ends i when it cut to black eugene was next to me i screamed louder than I've ever screamed in any movie. And it was a scream. The entire audience did. Of, of yeah. agony, of jubilation, <laughs> yeah. of disbelief. This was, I literally. When it I, just ends suddenly? No, no, no. It was. It's, to me, it did. <laughs> the scariest thing is, is, this isn't ruining too much, but the last musical number. <laughs> you can Ju spoil Judy, it. <laughs> Judy, <laughs> Judy, Judy Dench, who's essentially like the pack leader, literally breaks the fourth wall and sings to you. Hmm. It is the most disturbing moment in cinema <laughs> history. Okay, but no, they send Jennifer Hudson off into a balloon to presumably kill her. Then Judy Dench stares into the camera for a four-minute song singing about how cats are not dogs. And you're supposed to assume this is the grand takeaway. This is the message of the movie. And then it cuts back and Jennifer Hudson is still floating and hasn't really gotten that much further. And then it cuts to black. And that's when I went, no! I think the thing about cats is that it's going to go down as like, it, there's so many- One minute left. There's so many good, there's so many good bad movies, but this was bad, bad. Yeah. Like when you see um, Rocky Horror, it's good, good, but it knows it's campy. So it's a camp good. When you see mm -hmm. something like The Room, it's bad. It's so bad that it's just bad. Well, it's, it's no, nothing's ever been made like that. Nothing's so been ever made, but it's like cheap bad. This is but with Cats, it's so bad, but the entire production, it's so expensive. So expensive. Every creative decision made, no one questioned Tom Hooper. <laughs> it was just like, you have to, if you enjoy this movie. Hubris incarnate. You have to go in kind of like seconds. buying into the entire experience and deal. And I think that if you do that, 
it becomes one of the best cinematic experiences you could ever have. Get drunk, go with, or, or high, go with friends. Will you see it again? Yeah, I'll see it high with friends, probably at a party. I will see it again. Yeah. You guys are coming with me. This and has been time. five minutes on Cats. That's wow. time. Woo. My, I, I want to add one thing that happened. It's not about Cats, but Becky went to see Bombshell when I went to see uh, Star Wars the second time with my brother. And Becky said she, the movie was pretty good, but she sat next to this bizarre New York-esque couple of old ladies who had commentary the whole time and she just said the a moment that she was like upset about it but then realized it was so surreal and funny she was on board because some scene happens and then the old woman just yells at the top of her lungs oh come on she sucked his cock <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> in like a saturday afternoon screening of bombshell oh and becky God. was like wow this is unbelievable this is the most amazing experience <laughs> But the classic audience participation is the one guy who tries to snipe the perfect joke in the trailers. You know, <laughs> the one guy who's oh, waiting yeah. and the trailers happen, and then he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it lands and it's amazing and sometimes it doesn't and it's equally amazing. <laughs> That I was uh, I I've never been that guy, but I, there's always that guy. We had that experience during uh, the Last Jedi, Eugene and I, during the the Laura Dern hyperspace jump when it cuts to silence. Oh. One guy just went, yeah, <laughs> where it was he couldn't control his. No, he like his, stood up. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. He knew that's when it was. Every, no, it was, no, it was, it was opening night. Yeah, everyone, wow. but like it broke the ice. Everyone laughed. He also looked like great. comic book guy from Simpsons, so it was perfect. <laughs> he, loved it. he was just like boner everywhere wow. across his body wow mm. yeah i want to bury and kill nostalgia in media and what i mean by that is i think the extremes are are bad so you have cats which is an extreme where where it's just assuming that old things are inherently good and better which is not true that that musical sucked but it, we have nostalgia for it so we remade it and i know you guys have some disagreement here but i think star wars was held back by its nostalgia, by the idea okay. of, I think it's creatively oh, corrosive. I think it's easy. this idea of, oh, hey, this worked, so let's not do something new. People were mad at Ryan Johnson for doing too many new things. Some of them justified, a lot of them not, in my opinion. And and I think that this uh, installment took a step back because it was too uh, adhering to nostalgia. But it's funny because per the Ghostbusters trailer, like uh, nostalgia, like people, you know, we wanted you wanted Star Wars to be better, right? Because you you do care about the franchise because you have a nostalgic love for fair. it. So yeah, the amount fair. of nostalgia kind of ruined it. But the same way with Ghostbusters, I like how this new Ghostbusters look, but it also doesn't look funny. Yeah, and I that worries me because it's a comedy. Like that's the origins of that for me. Nostalgic are are yeah. seeing a funny movie with ghosts that looks really good. It looks but also very serious. Yeah. and not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, had an interesting experience like that where I recently watched the original Lion King because I had never seen it. We right. talked about it, so it was a whole thing. But uh, I said, like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna watch it, and I'm in a position where I watched the remake before I watched the original. And I'm like, hey, guys, I thought the remake was pretty good. And now watching the original, I realized that, oh, so many of the things that people like about The Lion King isn't the inherent story or the music, which are both great, but it's the like the the comedic elements, the facial expressions of the animated characters, yeah. which is totally lost on the you know uh -huh. beautiful sweeping CGI shots. So what was your experience watching it for the first time? Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it, it was like I, I've... You get you. I got so much more out of it. Also, watching it with a kid, you know, that can like point and look at all the animals. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that that movie it after the beautiful opening it introduces Scar by him like smashing a mouse with mm-hmm. his hand, and you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah. And then you know, as soon as Dad dies, yeah, not right. to mention Horrific. that. A dad, horrific a dad way. death. Yeah. I don't know if it what the chicken or the egg of this situation, but kids are pretty obsessed with death. And I think that uh, if you haven't seen John Mulaney's Sack Lunch Bunch, one of the greatest things I watched over vacation, and that's one of the uh, a theme of it is kids talking about their fears and anxieties. And I loved that that show honored that that kids are scared of things and are anxious about things and have complex thoughts. But I don't know. That was a thing I was obsessed with as a kid. And it's I think when you get into that elementary school age you start kind of knowing what death is but not really so it's like a fun thing to pretend to be dead you know like like when you're in like the pool and you're like dead relying like i'm dead yeah Yeah. or like (laughs) i'm dead like play fighting like karate kung fu then you're dead when i was a little kid all the time i used to always like i used to always like lie and pretend i was dead to see if anyone would notice i was dead (laughs) when they wouldn't notice i was dead or when my parents would see me and be like oh he's playing dead i would get really sad because i go oh everyone doesn't care about me Weren't you a little sad kid like that? Oh, yeah. yeah I was sure. like, oh, no one cares. But really, I look back and I'm like, they just thought I was a bullshit little like troll. I remember I'd be like, like, I was dead. I'm going to run away. And then I'd run away and wait in the forest. And then yeah. no one would notice. What, what's the furthest you guys got from home when you ran away? Less than a mile every oh, yeah, time. Like mile. in the woods waiting to hear my parents be like, where's Miles? Oh, Miles? Yeah, exactly. Did you guys, I fully tied a blanket of things to the oh, end yeah. of a stick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, like the child, like, a, yeah, like our yeah. cartoons, like, I'm going, this is how you leave. You, <laughs> you tie the corners around a stick and you put it over your shoulder. You find you a railroad. A, yeah. a grand declaration and you walk. <laughs> but then your limit is always dinner time. Yeah. Well, you just walk and then you realize they're not coming after you. Then, then you're upset that nobody cares about you. Then you go back to be like, how could you not come after me? <laughs> <laughs> I am your son. <laughs> and they I say, have a stick with a bag, which is really a blanket. It's and you final. take your essentials, which are like a couple stuffed animals, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> some toys you like, and a shirt. <laughs> There's no food, no water, no clean underwear. No, <laughs> nothing. Some toys you like. Yeah. Okay, well, Teddy, you're coming with me. Bunny, you're going to have to stay. You're the man of the house now. (laughs) I don't really remember running away from home, but I definitely remember pretending that I was dead or at least seriously hurt. Did I tell this story on the podcast? This is one of the most embarrassing, awfulest stories. (laughs) I don't know. I was playing outside in the snow at a friend's house. But it was like my mom's friend, so it was just me. (laughs) Me playing by myself in the backyard. And I like I was rolling a big ball of snow and I saw a rock on the ground. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be funny and cool if I pretended that I hit my head on the rock? (laughs) So then I lay on the ground. They're like, ugh, lifeless. Uh, And then my mom says, Ned, are you okay? And I say, I hit my head on a rock. And she says, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, "Uh, no. I'm Uh, just laying there. And she says, I'm calling 911. uh, And my mom called 911. <laughs> and an ambulance came. Wow. And paramedics came to check me out and see if my head was okay. You were just trapped but in a lie. But at this point, I was pot committed. I was in too deep. I couldn't tell them. I couldn't tell anyone that I was making it all up. Wow. So... When they asked me questions like, do you know what day of the week is? Do you know <gasps> what your name is? I try to be 11th like... 11th day. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> oh, no. And I, try, I tried to... <laughs> 
kind of be like a little hazy, but not exactly lying because I figured that would be bad. And uh, they they took me to the hospital to check oh, me out further. No. <laughs> and then the doctor said, well, I'm pretty sure everything's fine, but we should probably give him a CAT scan to be sure. Oh, my God. Wow, Ned, that's so expensive. Every single part of this is a fortune. <laughs> the ambulance, the ER visit, the CAT scan. This is all, each one of those things is a fortune. It's horrible. Oh, I feel terrible about it. I mean, my dad, my dad so was funny. a doctor, so we had good health insurance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When did you tell them? When? Right now. I didn't tell them for years. Oh, my God. I kept this secret of for course. about a decade. Yeah. yeah. I told them when I was like 15, 16. <gasps> and what I, was their response? They were like, oh, oh, okay. Don't do uh, that again? <laughs> yeah, we do remember that. We were really worried about you. Don't, don't, <laughs> do that. don't ever do that. Yeah. Hopefully, well, maybe West one day will do oh, that. God, no, no, I <laughs> hope not. Fake West well, trips, and you're like, you're not fooling me, dude. <laughs> we have already taken that boy to the ER, ER like three times. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, like we. It's so you freak out as a parent. Yeah. Well, you so yeah. Stressed. came clean about something. I need to come clean about something <gasps> that was said in a previous podcast. Oh, oh wow. this is a redaction. Uh, <laughs> a redaction issued by Miss Becky, Mrs. Becky Habersberger, who demands I do a redaction in a previous. podcast podcast i said that we went to the dentist and i had no cavities and she had seven <laughs> she did not have seven she had three maybe um, four she hmm. says uh she, <laughs> okay. she said uh in quote i besmirched her name <laughs> and then uh I, I was like how did you even listen to this you don't listen to the podcast she's like i listened to that one and i've listened to one other one <laughs> And then I said, well, you don't really watch my, my style of humor anyway. And she's like, well, I'm not your audience. <laughs> and then she went on to say, if you ate chicken in a makeup store or something, like if you reviewed chicken and also face wash, <laughs> maybe I'd watch. And then we went to a whole conversation about She's like, I skim them. I give you the view. But she did watch. She, when she finds out she's mentioned in a podcast, people mm. tell her online. And then she yeah. goes in and listens to it. So she found out that I was incorrect. And wished oh. for me to uh, redact the oh, incorrect wow. statement. Well, there maybe you we should besmirch your name just to even yeah, it out. I think so. Um, mm. uh, Keith just shot himself <laughs> <laughs> right here, right now. I always am. Have we ever shared the celebrity that Becky is convinced you look like? Oh, I don't oh know. God. Is this oh, besmirching yeah. her oh, name more? God. I don't know. No, maybe. Yeah, some... it is kind of besmirching. No, because her she'll name. find like one or two people who agree with her, and then she'll feel validated. Yeah, I no. Say. <laughs> She thinks I look like Wait, Shawn Mendes. This, this is the funniest, this is the funniest thing. I don't. Well, Isn't that just because Becky really likes Shawn Mendes? She just loves Shawn Mendes. She loves me, and she's decided that since we're both tall, <laughs> that's it. Okay, that's really called avoiding up, cognitive so, dissonance. This was this was myself, Keith, Becky, and Maggie, Zach's girlfriend. <laughs> we were at like this weird, this like, or Keith wasn't there yet, and we were at this like after party at VidCon, everyone else was at this other party and mm -hmm. me, I was like editing right. furiously to get this other video out. The other guys were somewhere else. And so I was, you know, drinking by myself and then Becky and uh, uh, Maggie come in and then Becky <laughs> somehow just mentioned, she's just, oh, you know, like Sean Mendez who looks just like exactly like Keith. <laughs> and Maggie and I just stop and I just, I just couldn't let her continue the conversation because I, I, I turned to her and I just like immediately said, you are objectively wrong. <laughs> I tell her this 
all the time. And then it became this this like hour long hilarious conversation where Becky's like really trying to reinforce how much Keith looks like Sean Mendez. And I I got to a point I got to a point where I said, you know, one, Maggie looks more like Sean Mendez. <laughs> My boyfriend looks more like Sean Mendez. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, but like Keith, you know, he's just tall and like white and they have like the same <laughs> face. And I said, those are three very vague descriptions. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm looking at a photo of Sean Mendez right now and like, <laughs> I guess I see what they're saying, but it's only because he's like tall and white and big mouth. Big also mouth. Also has maybe? a longish face. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can it's, screenshot and draw glasses on Sean Mendes. I mean, <laughs> it's I'm, very I'm sweet, humorous, like Sean, sweet guy. But you know, I'm a, I'm he's, he's a very handsome man. Mm -hmm. So this isn't this isn't against not Keith. as handsome. This is just as they Shawn have a Mendes. different. I, they have a very I, different look. He's very hot. He has a he's very sharp. He's jaw. in great shape. Yeah, they don't yeah. look like each other. That no. that was the point. But Ke Becky, in her sweetest, like most hilarious moment, we just couldn't <laughs> let it go. And when Keith walked back in. It was just the shared like hilarity because I was just like, Keith, do you know about this? And he goes, yes, I know a lot about Becky this. Becky says, I look like the other guys that she like, has celebrity to. crushes Which on. Which is like really John sweet. John Krasinski. Yeah, I see Sean more John Mendes. Krasinski. I get that mm -hmm. a little bit, but still, no. I don't look like <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I, I mean... All right, so Zach's drawing glasses I, I, on Sean you know, Mendes. Actually, actually, it kind of helps. No, getting close. You guys, I, I think it's you adorable. All, you that are she all objectively I mean, wrong. You look closer to Sean Mendes than like Justin Bieber. But, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is that uh, you're gonna have to do another retraction from Becky soon, probably about what we just talked about. No, she's gonna stand by that. <laughs> I fully believe she'll stand by that because that's what she thinks. Is mm -hmm. is he like an exception for her? If Sean was like, "Hey, Rebecca, I'd love you to come back to my dressing room." Oh, on the list. Oh, we've made a deal. Yeah, yeah. That, um, uh, yeah. Sean Mendez is on there. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, is on there. That, for, for for both. For both. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> like, if Sean Mendez, I mean, I I kind of want to be a part of it. <laughs> you know, like why why wouldn't I want to be a part of it? You know, I you know I want to just hear about it. You know, <laughs> you know, he's very hot. It's like, you know, do you want to <laughs> enter a three-way with a celebo? You know? Uh, probably I'd be the only one with a guy. Hey, I appreciate y'all's flexibility, mm, but yeah. if you haven't had a dick in your mouth by this point, you're not going to have one. No, I don't this. think I'm going to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you want to do like gentle stuff, romantic gentle stuff. Gentle romantic yeah. things. Maybe kiss on the neck. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You want to kiss Sean Mendes on the neck, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe kiss me on the neck. It's nice. I don't know. It's really nice. I, you know, it's going to be one of those things when I'm in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> this year, this year, got to put what you want into the universe. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I appreciate the openness. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I had a dream we were doing the touring show last night in a high school auditorium, and we did it all out of order. And we were also waiting on delivery food, so we kept like checking to see if our food was there. <laughs> Very bizarre dream, but that's what I dreamt about. Well, I had some kind of not so great dreams, but I guess maybe it's based on what's happening in general in the world right now. That's but true. yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I think is uh, really on people's minds. Uh, Australia is is currently undergoing one of the worst oh, yeah. wildfire disasters in history. Uh, and yeah, there's just a lot of political um, stuff. It's definitely, although it's been like a fun first seven days, like mm. personally in my life, I think it's been a really difficult first seven days of a new year for uh, the world. Like, yeah. It's been 
I mean, Australia horrible. is literally the whole thing's on fire. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I, is unbelievable. And for us Californians who like deal with wildfires, like we kind of, I, I don't know if people even you can't even grasp it until you see those pictures where it's like orange. Like there's no it, the, the picture is orange. It's yeah, orange and red, and I've never seen that right. before. Like mm-hmm. the entire continent. I so at the end of vacation, I really wasn't checking social media. And on the last day of vacation is uh, when news was announced that uh, Trump had ordered a attack on Iran, and so I found myself very despondent uh, and very upset. And there was a, a tweet from a friend of ours, Saeed Jones, that that I think kind of encapsulates this feeling, which it's really difficult to re- he he considers. The personal political and so it's very hard to reconcile having your life be fantastic when your political life is in turmoil and a mess and i've found myself in that situation where my life is great i i'm having about as good a time as i possibly could i'm on in mexico city with my girlfriend i'm having this wonderful time our our careers are thriving i mean you saw cats for god's sake i saw i'm on top of the world over here i i'm living the dream but the world is a mess and some things are happening that are really scary and are really bad. I, I implore you to go research and look at what our country has done in terms of coups and in terms of destabilization and the the lies that have kept us entrenched in the Middle East for the past 20 Forever. to 50 years. <laughs> um, I, I want to send my and our love to the the civilians of Iran, I, I assume that you're very scared right now and very confused. And um, Okay, so I was posting on social media. I was sharing my trip. And then this news came out, and I felt instantly gross. I, I, I found myself almost embarrassed to care about the things that I care about. Be and showing yourself having a good time. To be showing myself having a good time. And then also, it's the new year. And so I have all of these resolutions, right? I have these things that I want to mm-hmm. tackle for the new year. And a part of it is, is recommitting myself to uh, the narrative stories that I want to tell. And as a creative person, the stories I want to tell are very fucking silly. I, I like writing silly <laughs> yeah, things. Right, I mean, uh-huh. if, if you watch our channel, if you see like sitting, Keith sitting on Eugene's lap is like something that gives me so much thrill. Mm. I understand. I'll, I'll yield the mic in a second. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I, this is like therapy for me at the moment. I understand the necessity for distraction. And I certainly don't want to say that you're not allowed to smile and laugh in terms, in times of trouble, because I know fuck, I need it, and you need it. And that's probably why you come to us, is not to to be brought down, but to be uplifted. But I find it hard sometimes, and I'm wondering how you guys react to that. My thing I'm most irritated by right now is just already seeing like political spinning on different networks of how you're supposed to even interpret this. It just already, there's like, there have been like uh, pundits on like Fox News being like, these... <laughs> Democratic presidential candidates feel this way about this. I'm like, good lord, this is mm-hmm. happening right now. There's people getting killed. This is like, how, you're going to make this into like an attack on a specific candidate who probably didn't even say anything yet because mm-hmm. this is all happening. I'm sure every camp is terrified of what to say about it because there's an election happening this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year is going to be uh, probably a shit show. You know, you want every new year to be like, this is the year. Get it all back together. It's going to be great. <laughs> but it's an election year. And election years are always a shit show. Mm-hmm. And and now we have like the top of this year started off pretty rough. So that's not a great sign of things to come. So it's, I think for me, like that is why uh, entertainment exists at all is to, to help mm-hmm. you have a two-hour escape in a movie theater. I mean, that's how our country has done it forever. That's part of how media got so big uh, 
here uh, and like the the talkies and the various movies that were happening at the time were because that was the only way you could escape mm-hmm. being in a war or having your family at war or or being in you know gross poverty depending on when you your your grandparents grew up so i think for me uh entertainment is like the most necessary thing but i do get that it's tough to like because instagram yeah. is like it's entertainment but it's also like your life yeah. Right, so that that blends that line of like mm. it, I'm showing how you know I, I I check out my new car or check out I'm on a a beach it's looking <laughs> sexy I'm me and Becky are hanging out with Sean Mendez what happens next <laughs> <You know? laughs> neck, neck kissing apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. Never know. I mean I feel similarly anytime mm-hmm. I I read the news I just feel awful I feel really sad I feel scared and I I alternate between just like going down a rabbit hole and consuming every single thing that I can and kind of that way of processing my feelings and then the opposite which is pushing it completely away and trying to do something totally different mm-hmm. and for me as a, a performer and a comedian uh, sometimes performing and doing something goofy and unrelated can be a way of like finding that escape it's a balance uh, that uh, that everyone has to navigate because if you completely escape you know if you are like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like shooting up heroin all the time <laughs> yeah if you're shooting like up heroin all the time like the ultimate like stop <laughs> the ultimate escapist type of thing right, right. that's like, true um but the tough thing about election years is like uh, uh there's no there's no finding common ground or finding things that uh make people feel more together you're you're oh, looking for differences even more divisive and looking for mm-hmm. like you know I don't know if we make you farther apart. Have we come into an election like already so divided? Yeah. Like before, like this is going to be like we're probably pretty probably the civil war. Maybe yeah, <laughs> that, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody wants war and suffering. I think that Zach, to your point, I, I don't think you should ever try to um, nullify your own personal expression because you selectively have been affected by something. You know, it's it's tough because inevitably you're, what you deeply care about will uh, affect your expression in your work. Like, I would say that even in your silliness, you have some points to be made. I think a lot of like even my personal expression with film has been mired in an upbringing that has constantly been informed by uh, my family's dying in, in the Korean War. So my, my entire like American experience has been othered. I'm Asian and a lot of Asians and uh, people from Africa and South America probably can relate um, but it's like essentially this idea of foreign powers that took over your country and then you were displaced. And so it's interesting because I, I feel like that has always been like a through line of everything that I've sort of looked at and experienced, but you know, human history. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately with the past century, a lot of America's hand in it, um, we unfortunately can't control a lot of it. What we can do is, um, try to help one another, be good to one another, uh, express ourselves in ways that hopefully are intelligent, but also it's at times silly. Like it is hard because in social media, it certainly feels more callous because you are presenting your lifestyle and your your the currency is more like, look where I'm at, look what I'm doing, look how pretty I am. That certainly feels, I think, like shallower. But if you if you I think have your have your mind and heart in the right place, um, hopefully what we can offer is something that will make people think. But I think it's in our openness to engage that we bring a lot more value as those who are trying to just make sense of it all. When something like this happens, you as a person get a feeling of helplessness. Like, I, what, I don't want this. To, what, what can I do to prevent this? Um, but the four of us, we're, we, we have a platform. So then you, we feel always oh, like a pressure of, oh, can I, can I do something with mm-hmm. the platform that I have and the people that 
follow my work to to help change things or or do something so that might be kind of some of that pressure or that that feeling maybe that you're sure you're having or that we're all having and I, I guess i'm wondering like what do you guys do to combat the feeling of, of helplessness it's tough because uh, i think uh, you know while we have a platform we have a platform that the people who watch our platform probably already agree with us about <laughs> a lot of our opinions and views and mm-hmm. it's like the the, the what you want is a platform that reaches people who disagree with you and reaches them in a way where maybe they change their mind or or at uh, least hear you but that or mm-hmm. at least hear you but i mean it's also like who you know, hard to change people's minds and to say you're changing people's minds assumes that you're right and i'm sure that we, uh, we we're right about a lot of things we're probably wrong about some things and because life you know you grow older and you look back and you're like oh i was wrong about that but there's so much going on in the world, so it's hard to like even look at your platform and be like, okay, I'll use this to change the world. But you won't because you're not going to reach the people who disagree with you because they don't follow you because they don't follow the people like you. Because So you're really just uh, it's that echo chamber sort of situation. You can't tell someone they're stupid and wrong and expect them to change their mind. No one responds well to that. <laughs> like if you tell someone they're stupid and wrong, they'll go, fuck you. <laughs> and of course yeah. they would because no one wants to be told that. So it's really hard to to help people see that they need to change for themselves. not And sometimes people think you're telling them they need to change so that it helps you. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, like, I'm telling you to change so it'll help me, but I'm actually hoping you'll change because it will actually help you. Mm-hmm. And that's really a hard message to convey. I, uh, my, my palms and back are sweating, which shows me that, that I do have a true physiological response to this stuff. <laughs> like I, I, it really, as I mean, going back this weekend, like it really... Nothing upsets me on this level. I think times like this kind of crack open my my consciousness and my awareness of, oh, art should be reflecting. And there these are the things that need reflecting on. And again, these extraordinary times. And so for me, it's it's partially a refocus. It is this moment where I go, okay, yes, I as a few days pass, I'm not gonna stop joking. I'm not gonna stop laughing. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably what I do best <laughs> and probably the lane that I'm gonna stay in. But at the same time, I'm going to try and figure out how do I channel my work positively. And also, as I have these platforms, my social media, this podcast included, I'm not going to tiptoe around the things that I see as as bullshit. I'm not going to tiptoe around the things that I see as as problematic with the world, because I think that the president instigating war with another country, that is bad. The president... Uh, uh, threatening cultural sites, which is a war crime, is bad, and we should be shouting it's about bad. it. It's <laughs> Very bad. bad. It's I'm bad. not going to tiptoe around this shit. If we don't talk about it, we are complicit. If mm-hmm. we don't take the opportunity to to try and help, we are uh, enabling evil. And so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm going to go moving forward. I don't want to group them together, but Australia is on fire. And if we don't shout from the rooftops about climate change, we are not helping. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep laughing. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. And we're going to tell you jokes. But right now, this is what my life is. This is what's upsetting me. This is what's on my mind. And it was impossible for me to come here today and not talk about it. I think it was impossible for all of us to not get some version of this off our chests. I hope that in the coming weeks, we don't have to talk about this ever again. I have a feeling we might and fucking oh. get ready. <laughs> and now I'm going to figure out a way to, to laugh through it and, and make it entertaining. But that's the world we live in. And if you're listening to this and you want to know what you can do, uh, if you're a young person, you haven't registered to vote yet, 
register to vote. The deadline to vote in Democratic primaries is March 3rd, coming up quick, so get on it. Uh, and that's like a, a way that, you know, your, your vote actually does, literally counts. I mean, that it is like the last election was swung by like, what, 6,000 people in Wisconsin or something? Read about your local <laughs> shit, because local shit directly affects you like yeah. tomorrow and that could affect your rent prices where mm -hmm. you live there's a there's important stuff that happens in those elections that they kind of bury because sometimes people don't want mm -hmm. you to mm -hmm. vote on them and there's a lot of important things to vote on all the time and then if you want to donate please donate to uh australian relief organizations uh, redcross.org.au uh, koalahospital.org.au cfsfoundation.org.au giveit.org.au cfc.vic.gov.au and rfs.nsw.gov.au We got the links We'll put the links in the description. Nothing more fun than reading out URLs. Read out a URL for you as you're typing it in. In your car is type in a specific URL that you just heard. But I think like that's that's we all have this feeling right of of like okay hopelessness or ignoring it and mm -hmm. of course my my feeling of being so down this is a thing that I need to look in the mirror and and accept and not ignore swallow it internalize it but now you can't just churn it out with more shit you can't lash out against the world you can't be despondent and sad so I think the challenge that we have and frankly the challenge that all of you have is how do you take this how do you figure out what is the positive what do you do with this how do you make good on the world and also i'm going to say this to myself i'm going to say this to everyone out there don't let it get you down so much don't let it ruin your life uh give yourself permission to laugh give yourself permission to sign off from social media give yourself permission to go watch a silly movie because you need it the most any of us can do in our own power is is become more knowledgeable of what's happening in the world but also understand how that will inform you as a as a person who can grow and become better mm -hmm. and be better to other people. Because so much of what this is rooted in these these problems of ignoring climate change and uh, creating wars for self interest is rooted in a, a distinct sense of selfishness and evil and a disregard for other human life. And the one thing you can combat that with is by doing the opposite in your daily life: is valuing other humans, is discussing the value of people, is uh, understanding history and talking about why education about it is important. The greatest change I, I hope that we can create as individuals is creating more, God, for lack of a better term, like um, you know, empathy and love in the space we have, because hopefully that will spread more than the hate that we're trying to combat. The world needs compassion, and often that's compassion for the disenfranchised. But unfortunately, that's also compassion for people who you don't agree with and if you're mad go to twitter <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> that is uh, that is where i will be spewing a lot of uh anger but that is the place for it I that's guess. where it goes and well of, if the world <laughs> is on the brink of war you might need advice oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you know it's a fun segment it gives us levity it makes our moods uh uplift a little bit and it maybe helps our lives but it, there's a bad stuff going on and sometimes uh you need advice from miles Mm. Uh, that advice goes for fucking miles. Let me tell you what. There's advice that goes for miles with Miles Bonsignore. Oh, it's the Miles Nation, in it? Whoa. Oh, my gosh. oh no. Ooh, what's up, everybody? How we doing? <laughs> Dublin. Miles is, is like, I don't. Are I you supposed to be Irish? Act. Do Irish, Aussie, <laughs> British? Do you want to be a sneaky little ninja in a bedroom? Mm. What accent is this? Do you want to be slim and take really good shits? Oh, well, now you're talking my language. 
Do you want your little arse to explode? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get a big arse juicer. Oh, it will make your ass explode. This is, this is depending true. on what you choose. Get a juicer and put it in your home. <laughs> and what you're going to want to do is make celery juices, orange juices, Jerses? spinach creams, Jerses. kale juices. This will make you a ninja in the bedroom. April juices. Well, if you're so slipping on juices, my lady, you're going to have a slim little butt. Your accents are more inconsistent than mine. <laughs> Recently, my girlfriend brought home a juicer from 1950 that her mother gave her. Whoa. Whoa. And your is... girlfriend's name is Sheila. That's enough. <laughs> uh, she brought home a very old juicer. It is very heavy. It is deeply heavy. It looks like a motor that you would use to pull a tractor. <laughs> and we have this thing on our counter, and it makes juice, and it makes creamy juice. And I love drinking juice. And it's from a, 1950. It's you got really old. Years of juice built up. It How is loud. Is huge. It? it is loud as fuck. <laughs> it is so loud. It is enormous. And it like when you run it, if you put your finger in there, toast. You're getting sucked in. <laughs> Oh God! It is like a garbage disposal, but just on the counter. You should get a you should get a more current juicer. Well, you'd think, but well, sometimes I don't make the rules about what juicer. So what you're gonna want to go do is get out of juice right now. There, times are tough. Okay, the country's in turmoil. But if you sip a little juice, kale juice to be exact, Ned, uh, <laughs> you're gonna want to get vitamins. You're gonna want to get minerals. You're gonna want to get a stinky juice. Now, just remember when you're talking about juice, if there's apple juice in your juice, it's cheating. Yeah, it's sweet. No. It's, it's cheating. But not even just I'm an out. apple? No. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> and to clarify, juice different than smoothie. That's right, Zach. Miles, apple juice in a juice is what makes it taste good. Exactly. And that's why it's cheating. It's not cheating because you get all the other good stuff, mm -hmm. but then it also and tastes good. Sugar. You want your juice to be stinky. Juicing? No. Stinky. No. Stinky. No. We need Add to a little lemon. My Add good lemon. ginger. Lemon and ginger is good. Smoothies are the Bible, but juicing is the Old Testament. You need to learn to yeah. love life through suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I feel like smoothies are better for you because you're getting all the fiber and other stuff, too. And you're getting yeah. protein, maybe some little peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I had a smoothie this morning. <gasps> Fuck, I'm hungry for a smoothie I now. do smoothies every day. Uh, I will tell you, I don't know what it is. Celery juice is the world's greatest colonic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it makes you shit out every little thing inside of you. <sighs> if you gotta purge that bod, yeah. celery juice is the trick. And I'm talking instant. You don't need to go get your, like, your, your Miralax or your... You're you know, some people really, Lindsay's. really hate celery juice. Yeah, it's not good. And because it makes you shit everywhere. It'll make you blast off, yeah. Or like oh. the taste. They don't like the taste. Well, sure. I think it tastes That was in You Season 2. He drinks the celery juice and vomits all over. Oh, are you not a talking spoiler about Season 2 alert. Oh, a little. I, I'm enjoying it. It's did a you, Did you just get on you? No, I've, of course I watched you. You watched you? Okay. Yeah, of course. Good I finished it. I'm, I'm a guy, I got two episodes left. Ariel said last night, do you want to watch this show, You? I've heard it's good. It's like about a guy that stalks somebody. I'm like, really selling it there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty problematic, but there's also like it's a... So fun, it helps that Penn Badgley is so self-aware, <laughs> yeah. I guess. He's like very aware. He tried to equate it to like something like, oh, it's a, a, a allegory for white supremacy and all the Twitter people were like, no, shut up, stop stop talking smart and murder people. It's and be a hot. serial killer <laughs> story, but told as a love story. So yeah. it, you see, it's, an un, it's like an unreliable narrator brought to yeah. the nth degree where you're hearing his internal mm, monologue 
declaring yeah. love and everything that he's doing is for the love of you. It's a blast. Season it's one was New York. Season two is in LA. So because he's such a dry, like self-righteous New York type, he is constantly like the, the writers are harpooning LA every since uh, scene they can with every character. I've been offended a few times. Well, they literally, there's literally Whoa, the wow. place, the place he works at is a place called Anaverin, which is Nirvana backwards, which is Erewhon, which, which is an actual like grocery store that huh. uh, Zach frequents, which is nowhere backwards. Hilarious. Erewhon yeah. is the Whole Foods of Whole Foods. It's like, it's like it expensive, it's expensive. So you want to spend $60 on a bag of nuts? And Zach's like, I would love to go to Erewhon to grab a juice. And I'm like, those are like $20. Yeah. Zach. I know. But I, when, when you have as many stomach problems as me, you're you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're throwing down 20s on juice. Yeah. All right. Well, get your celery juice. Shit your brains out. War is bad. This has been the tripod. <laughs> uh, I guess, Keith, take us out with that <laughs> tripod theme song. Oh, get your celery juice. Shit your brains out. War is bad. <laughs> it's the tripod. <laughs> Until next time, stay beautiful. 